The conference finals are in full swing and the action increases from game to game. This is where the contenders that's big time here in Phoenix are separated from the pretenders to give you some skin in the game. DraftKings will be offering free to play pools every day. Of the basketball playoffs offering players a free shot at up to $10,000 in total prizes. Yep. That's right. Up to $10,000 in total prizes are up for grab each day. The best part, it is completely free to play. The DraftKings free to play pools are easy to enter. Just download the DraftKings app, Go to pools and choose from a wide variety of free contests for an opportunity to win cash prizes. All you have to do is answer a handful of questions around what you think is going to happen during that day's games and track your results throughout the evening. Questions will range from what team will hit the most three-pointers to which team will score first. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable so you can deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings app now and use promo code TBPN when you sign up to get free your free shot at up to $10,000 in total prizes every day of the basketball playoffs. Head to DraftKings Pools page to get your shot at huge cash prizes. That's promo code TBPN for a limited time only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for full details. Tim Kitzer here, the voice of NBA Jam and NFL Blitz. Welcome to the Solar Panel. Tonight's matchup, Espo versus the Silver Fox versus Carmel Thunder. Boomer Shakalaka. Ahoy, ahoy. Hello and welcome everybody into another edition of the Solar Panel, an audio-only edition. So wherever you are listening to the podcast, we appreciate you, the Flaming Ballers, more than you know. I'm your host, Greg Esposito. Ahoy, ahoy. And joined, as always, by the man, the myth, the legend, the Silver Fox. It's Dave King. Dave, I'm not going to make fun of you. I'm just going to announce you. It's, You're not it, it's make an fun of me? No, it's I'm going to have to make fun of you. preview. I can't make you fun asked of you. Earlier, you asked earlier, how old were you the last time the Suns made the Western Conference Finals? And I said, I think I was 94. Yeah, anyway. and, and I think you were <laughs> 10 years off. So uh, yeah. so he is Dave King. And as always, it is the Carmel Thunder from down under. It is Saul Bookman. Saul, how are you? No, I'm, I'm nervous. I'm excited. I'm anxious. I think I feel like everybody else right now. Uh, and again, I love when we have a guest on and I, I say these dumb nicknames and I embarrass you guys because I, I'm sure uh, our guests have no clue why why those have happened. And at this point, I don't remember why I nicknamed you either of those. But we've got a, a friend of the program. I'm just going to say crush on me, really. You know. I'm just going to say he's a friend <laughs> of the program because it sounds better that way. Uh, he is the PA, the public address, address announcer. For the Phoenix Suns, he's also the co-host of the Bickley and Murata show. It is Vince Murata. Vinny, how have you been, man? Espo, what's up? Dave, Saul, great to be here. And we are so happy to have you on. This is You are the perfect guest because we're all hitting the pinnacle of our, our long careers here or short careers, depending on how long you think it's been I, since the Suns have been man. here. I love that you refer to this as a career. We sit in closets and... And uh, you know, home offices. I'm in a full office, man. <laughs> these these aren't careers, all right. Vince is the one with the with the career here, and, and uh, let's just start it off there, Vince. What what does it mean to you to know that on Tuesday night, 
as we record this Monday evening, that you're going to be the PA announcer for an NBA Finals game. Did did you ever imagine that you uh, would be sitting in that seat someday doing that? Um, no. I mean, <laughs> this is my fifth year doing the job. In the first four years, there wasn't a whole lot of real good basketball to speak of or any reason to believe that the Suns would be in the Finals. So uh, I'm thrilled. I'm honored. Um, Jeff Munn, who held this post for a long time as the PA announcer, told me something last week that resonated with me. And that was, um, you know, Stan Richards had his finals in 76. I had my finals in 93. Hopefully you get to say those words that we never got to say. And that really hit home. I mean, obviously when the Suns clinched the Western Conference finals, I know this internally. This is my job. This is what I have to do. But when other people tell you that, it it uh, it hits you a little bit differently. It, it it has a little bit more gravity to it. So, uh, do you think it'll hit hard tomorrow night when you're sitting there getting ready for uh, for starting lineups? Yes, uh, although I don't think ABC televises the starting lineups for Game One anymore. I think they'll they'll be in a commercial break for that. So. Uh, I'll be I'll be nervous, but not as nervous as I would be when they used to do that back in the day. Oh, that's terrible! I didn't know that. That was like that's like my favorite part is the intro. So that's, that's it was always a part that I enjoyed too. But uh, I, I guess we're in the in the minority there, Saul. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, I really hope they uh, they come up with a really cool intro for the fans at the arena. Uh, to watch because you know we're all there for events and we're all really appreciating the intros and and uh, that's just so fun to see those guys those guys really get into it during the introductions too. Mikel Bridges doing his little dancing and running around and all those other guys just jumping around that's probably the most animated I've seen and you do a great job calling those guys out um, uh, you know one at a time for the for the starting lineup so good on you. Thank you. I appreciate it. I was going to say earlier when you when you do you know when you're getting hyped up for something like this do the player intro, or I'm sorry, not the player intros, but the commercials and the ad reads and, you know, the seven and seven and all this other stuff. Yeah. Does that kind of like calm you down a little bit because it's not so you know energetic and hyped up? Yeah. So usually my role starts about a half an hour before tip off and it's, it's commercial reads, it's promos for the team, uh, just, you know, things to messages for the, for the in arena crowd. And it really does. Um because I'm one that will read over the script, but I won't read it out loud before the game. So that'll give me my reps that I need just to make sure that I can read that night and not stumble or stammer or anything like that. Uh, and then as we get closer to tip off, uh, the first thing really that requires any sort of energy is the, you know, the, the arrival of the players on court, which is usually about 16 minutes uh, before tip off, when they, when they come out of the tunnel, they turn out the lights, and uh, I, I get to let loose a little bit there. So that, that gets me going. Um, but I mean, I think any PA announcer will tell you, regardless of, of, of what sport they do or what team they work for, uh, kind of the reason why they do the job is for the player introductions. It's cool. My, my first PA gig was for the Rattlers, and I did that for six or seven years. And I remember going to Rattlers games when they first started, and they've had the same kind of intro their entire existence. It's it's Fang on the motorcycle going to center center field, and you know Metallica enter Sandman playing. I always thought it was the coolest intros in sports. They've kept it forever, um, but that's one of the reasons I wanted to do to do Rattlers PA was because I love those intros so much. 
Uh, but yeah, it, 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 you know, the intros are, are where it's at. I got to tell you my low key favorite part of your PA announcing though, is, is the fact that, you know, if, uh, some random guy on the Suns makes a three pointer and recently last few years, it's always been random guys making three pointers for the Suns, <laughs> and you call it like it's the greatest thing since sliced bread. And then on the other end, you yeah, you'll go like Tyler Ulis four three. And then on the other end, Damian Lillard. And then, <laughs> that's, that's what you want trend. though <laughs> that's one of the trends in pa announcing that has changed and again going back to, to the jeff mondays um jeff was very because this was the style at the time and this is what was asked of him he was kind of middle of the road not too energetic about the suns not too melancholy about the opponents um that's changed uh, yeah. I have a friend uh, who's a PA announcer for the Houston Rockets, uh, Matt Thomas, and he went viral a couple of years ago in the playoffs when the Rockets were playing the Golden State Warriors, and he's doing the visiting intros, uh, starting lineups, and he could not have sounded more put out or disturbed to announce <laughs> these guys' names, and it was the, the tone of his voice was so funny, uh, and we've joked about it, and uh, – that that's kind of become the norms. Like you, you can't show really any love to, to what's going on with the player introductions for the visitors, or if they do anything good on the court, it could be some earth shattering slam dunk. Yeah. And yeah, Paul George. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I've, I've known and worked with you for years, Vince. And to me, it seems like the reaction to the opponents is more your, your uh, normal, mentality there so is it weird to get have to get super excited and then uh, and then be more yourself for the opponent um it is and it's been an adjustment this year because uh we have we have a new game presentation director this year sean martinez who came over from the detroit pistons and he's got a lot of experience in the league and um it's been a transition because we started the season and what was asked of me was to be more energetic uh and I don't mean this in a negative way, but a little bit more cheerleadery, which was strange at the beginning of the year because I was doing PA to players, coaches, and referees. There was nobody in the arena. So as this has developed, um, I rely kind of on that Rattlers experience because, you know, the, the indoor football or arena football uh, PA position was different because you're, you're a cheerleader. You're getting the crowd going pretty much after every play. So I've kind of relied on that. It, it, it's not, you know uh, – my normal comfort zone espo but um I, i've grown into it and when the games get bigger it gets a lot easier to get into that mode too sure uh, one last pa uh, announcing question at least for me and then we can get into more of, of looking at the series but the, the sun it, solar panel pa training right yes, here. Yeah, no, <laughs> yes it is it is it, you know when people turn to podcasts they want to learn how to be public address announcers and we're just trying to fill that void everybody's everybody. waiting with bated breath let's go but more pa questions oh my god oh, i love it you can't spell solar panel without pa let's you cannot <laughs> uh so and this is a little bit basketball but during that that valley oop play and you did a piece for it on on arizonasports.com about it but you had to pause in in announcing what uh what the result of that play was because there was the review and everything how how nerve-wracking for you because i know you you grew up a, a fan of this team as well how nerve-wracking was that moment for you to to have to pause like that know everybody's waiting on what you're going to say and know that 
you may have a reaction to it as well in, internally that that may not be favorable. It was it was weird because you know I was on the the mic for the as the PA announcer for the 2017 play where Dragon Bender had a similar play, different location on the court, but Tyson Chandler dunked it. At that time, I did not know the rule, so if you find that on YouTube, you will not hear me announce the basket counts. Um, because I did not know the rule, but now I knew the rule. So I knew the basket was going to count. I'm waiting basically for instruction from the official after the review, and they were looking at the time. But I also knew probably 80 to 90% of the fans in the arena were not familiar with that rule or didn't remember that play. Um, and there was nothing, uh, you know, I, I wasn't trying to build up the moment or anything. I waited for instruction, and uh, you know Scott Foster was the lead official that night, and he gave his explanation, and then he stopped pressing the button, and he started to walk away, where I started to make my announcement. After further review, then Scott Foster turned around and hit the button again and started talking more, so I had to wait until he was finished, and people kind of viewed that as, wow, you're building the moment. Um, now, the announcement that followed was positive news for the Suns and their fans, so there was this explosion. But, yeah, I, I felt in that moment that 16,000-plus people uh, were waiting for, for my next words, which I've never felt before. Uh, and as a guy that's been on the radio for 25 years, that's probably not a good thing. But <laughs> it, it, it all worked out well. This season, there, there's been so many crazy uh... – Play. I know it will. Uh, what? What? Sorry, I just want to do one more background question. Then we probably should talk <laughs> the finals since they're starting tomorrow. Sure. But what's been the, uh, as a PA announcer? Could be this season. Could be a prior season. What's been the like the weirdest moment for you where you don't know exactly what to say happened uh, as as the PA guy because you got to call just about everything that just happened out there. Do you just go quiet? Uh, what, what? Tell me some some moment where you were at a loss for what to say. Um. Well, not necessarily. I mean, the, the weirdest moment was definitely the value play, play uh, with, with everything that went into it. But earlier in the playoffs in game one against the Lakers, um, when Chris Paul went down, I announced – I'm trying to remember how that, that shook out. He got fouled on that play. I think there was a foul call on the play. So I'm waiting for the signal um, uh, from, from the official on who to announce the foul on. And I see Chris Paul is kind of – in distress. <laughs> he didn't fall in a normal way. He wasn't on the ground. He was writhing in a, in a strange way. And at that time, I have my toggle switch still pushed down. And nobody noticed this, so I'll admit it to you guys. <laughs> but I started to say, uh-oh. So <laughs> the first syllable came out, and I said, uh, and I was like, oh, geez. And I finished the uh-oh off, off mic. But it was so loud in the arena, nobody actually knew it. <laughs> but that's where I mean uh, it, it it can be difficult because you know as a fan of this team for 40 plus years uh, since I was a kid to have that position uh, most of the time hey you remember you're there to do a job you do the job but that was my first playoff game <laughs> so I'm reacting like everybody else is reacting it could have been disastrous it could have been one of those negative viral moments but thankfully that didn't happen well, hopefully there's more to come for sure. And well, not negative <laughs> moments. No, no, no. Good moments, of course. Positive. 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 Yeah. There you go. Uh, you know, we could talk all day about this this matchup and the different scenarios that could that could play out. But what is the one thing that you are looking forward to the most about this matchup between the Suns and the Bucks? 
I think these are two really good basketball teams. I think they're the two teams that have handled their business in the most, you know, mature way, um, you know, with adversity on both sides. There's a reason why both of these teams are still standing. Um, but honestly, it, it, right now it goes beyond the matchup for me. It's, it's again, to feel that energy um, that the, the crowd is giving. I'm, I'm a little curious. Um, I've heard and done, done some reading and research on it. The ticket prices are astronomical, as you would expect for an NBA Finals, first time in 28 years. I'm wondering if that has any effect on the energy in the crowd because it, it's been from game one against the Lakers through the last game against the Clippers. Uh, I think every time the Suns have had a home game in the playoffs, it's, it's been an increased level of energy yeah. and atmosphere. And I think the players feed off that. So I'm hoping that trend continues, but that's been the biggest rush, you know, other than the Suns winning and, and making this run is just to be in that environment where, yeah. No, it's it's been like a morgue for a few years. Yes. A few years ago when the Suns were winning 19 games, and I know you guys are at the, all the games under normal circumstances. Um, it was it was tough uh, to get a reaction where you walk away from a, a game going, do these people even care? Uh, By far the loudest celebrations t- was t-shirt the t-shirt throw in the fourth quarter. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. T-shirt toss, uh, yep. And, and we've we've had moments where it was it was ear piercing. I mean, when that kid took his shirt off, I think that was in the yeah. <laughs> that that was unlike anything I've ever heard for for you know for uh, volume during a timeout. So uh, that that's what I'm looking forward to most. I think it's going to be a really great series um, between two really good teams. Um, but the energy is, is is you know paramount for me. Did you ever imagine in your career you'd utter the phrase when that kid took his shirt off? It got really loud. <laughs> no, I can't believe I actually said it now. <laughs> well, when when you look at at this matchup, obviously the Giannis injury is going to play a big part in the way this series turns out and he, he is listed as doubtful for game one, mm-hmm. but outside of, of Giannis's health, what do you feel is the biggest factor in determining which one of these teams is going to walk away with the Larry O'Brien trophy? Uh, it's going to come down to offensive execution. I think these are the top two teams when it comes to defensive rating in the playoffs. And even if you, you know, take Giannis out of the lineup, which I, I, I don't know how much he's going to play. You know, his nickname's The Freak. Does that have to do with his healing ability? I'm not sure. I don't expect to see Giannis at 100% if he does play in this series. But even so, you've got other defenders. Drew Holiday, P.J. Tucker, Brooke Lopez, Chris Middleton, all plus defenders. Um, And the Suns play great team defense and have a couple of of individual uh, great players as well on on the defensive end. So I think it it, it comes down to shot making. And I think we've seen that with Chris Middleton uh, on Milwaukee. Um, they're undefeated when he hits 40% of his shots or more. And that's not even a great number for him uh, because we know, uh, and we've watched you know, anybody that's watched the Suns play the Bucks over the last few years, Chris Middleton, even though they only played twice a year, he's killed the Suns on a couple of occasions with some clutch shots and some game-winning shots in there. So uh, shot making is at a, at a premium, obviously. And, you know, the way the Suns ended that series against the Clippers uh, has to give you a good feeling because they were clicking on all cylinders offensively in that, in that game six. So uh, being on the floor, do you get a sense for uh, there's this there's this whole talk about Scott Foster 
covering, you know, any any Chris Paul playoff games. Chris Paul's lost 11 straight playoff games against. Obviously, you haven't been the PA announcer in those because, you know, it hasn't been this year mm-hmm. until uh, the Lakers won. And I, I don't know if that was at home, the one he lost um, to Scott Foster at home this year um, or if it was on the road. Anyway, do you get a sense of when there is – tension on particular refs with coaches or players do you being down there on the floor not really um uh, and i don't want to pin it on any specific official either uh, I, I know the scott foster story is, is well chronicled and he can be a frustrating official especially in the last two minutes like we saw in game two against the clippers because he's so reliant on, on the instant replay and it kills the flow of the game um you know, and and Chris Paul's win loss record is out there in, in those games that that he officiates as well. I think it's just a case by case. I I usually pick up Dave on on some sort of frustration, regardless of who the officials are. Um, it, it it's very rare where you know, from my vantage point, I've walked away from a game where I feel like me personally that was a, a thoroughly officiated game or a well officiated game. And most of that comes from the reaction I, I pick up on from players. but And players from both sides. I mean, it, it goes both ways. This isn't an anti-Sun sentiment necessarily. I just think the NBA um, in its current form has become a really difficult game to officiate. Yeah. And a lot of that goes back on the players because, you know, they'll spend time in the, in the summer working on ways to find loopholes and, and ways around uh, you know, the rules uh, or ways to create contact. And I'm, I'm glad at least, you know, verbally they've said they're going to come out and, and, and try to crack down on that um, th- this summer because, you know, the, the, the foul hunting that's going on right now in the yeah. NBA is, is, is I think frustrating and the Suns participate in it too, just like everybody else. Yeah. It's kind of ruining the flow of the games too. You know, it's just, it, it, it's just not good basketball to watch. And it makes these two-hour games go like two and a half, or mm-hmm. sometimes even close to three hours because yeah. it's just so many whistles, which is obviously a problem. But uh, you know, obviously, if if Giannis comes back, I did want to say, like, in, in, from my perspective, you know, Chris Paul missed two games due to COVID, and it basically took him three games to come all the way back to the form he had in Denver. The same thing for Giannis could be said as well, and he's he's going to end up missing more games than Chris Paul. Uh, the flow and the rhythm of him coming back it, in that scenario. Let's say Giannis is out. You know he is out tomorrow, but you know however long he is out, do you see Milwaukee without Giannis winning a title? I don't, and, and I would be saying that it's all if they were if they were playing the Clippers, if they were playing really anybody who was fully put together in the Western Conference. Um, I know they beat Atlanta twice w- without Giannis to, to wrap up the East, but you know Atlanta wasn't whole. I mean, uh, yeah. Trey Young missed a full game, and I think he played Game Six on guts alone. I don't think he had really anything yeah. to offer uh, Atlanta. So you, you take one of the best players and one of the hardest guards, you know, players to guard in the league away. Um, I, I think. You know they can win a couple games. I don't think they can win four out of seven games against this Suns team, which again has, I think, been the most impressive, the most complete uh, team in the playoffs. The way they've taken care of their business. Vince, you've you mentioned it. You've been a Suns fan for for forty plus years. You've 
been in this market for very long. I'm only 29. Isn't that nah, amazing? Nah. <laughs> I mean, math isn't your literally, strong suit. So. Literally <laughs> conceived game seven of the Western Conference Finals in 1993. <laughs> <laughs> look, look you, so you, you've been here. You understand the, the psychosis. I, I get stats. I get the 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 eye test i understand all this but there's the little voice in the back of my head going this is still an arizona sports team what can you say to me to make that little voice feel better i'm turning oh, to you found which means you know i'm desperate out of this <laughs> um, i think a lot of that rides on game 1 <laughs> this is the third trip the suns have made to the nba finals They've never been in the lead in any either of those previous series. They were at one point tied with Boston 2-2 in 76. Uh, they never led against the Bulls. They got as close as, as 3-2, obviously, before they lost in game six. Um, I think just having a lead in the NBA Finals, that's the way I'm looking <laughs> at it. Hey, you think that, that's helpful, right? I, I, look, <laughs> I, I Dave, I look at a lot of this like Espo does. It's like – the history is is not on on Phoenix's side. I get it. <laughs> um, this team, to me, is just cut differently than other Suns teams. Yeah. Uh, the The path has been different to get there. There's not that you know unbeatable roadblock in the way. Um, I remember. I can remember how I felt in '93. Uh, that was a magical season. They won 62 games. The path to get to the finals was really, really difficult. Mm -hmm. um, Seattle was really good. Really good, and and you know they went to overtime in Game Five against the Lakers, who were a sub five hundred team in the first round. So there was you know built in confidence that hey the Suns have been the best team all year long, but dot 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 oh yeah there's that Michael Jordan mm -hmm. uh, on the other side, and he wasn't even at full Jordan power at that time. He only had two titles going into that. Uh, oh. He went and averaged forty one points per game in the series. Only I, two titles, only forty one yeah. points a game. <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't, but I don't view uh, obviously Milwaukee and their pedigree. They've been close for the last couple of years, but uh, even Giannis healthy is, is not a Michael Jordan type killer. So I, I don't, I don't think the roadblocks are the same. I agree. I, I was, I was thinking about, I was talking about that with, with some friends over the weekend. It's, it's so true because back in '76, you had the juggernaut Celtics. I mean, they had yeah. been in the in the finals the year before, won it the year before. Yeah. Um, and, and the maybe two The Suns were playing with house money at that point too. Let's be honest. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if then, been, like if 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 the Suns somehow do win this this championship, or even if they don't at this point now, I think whether they do or they don't, I think you still get the same outcome mm -hmm. with Devin Booker specifically, and now DeAndre Ayton and Mikkel Bridges and Cam Johnson that will carry on, and maybe even campaign. Mm -hmm. uh, even though it might have been quote unquote not the ideal road for M an NBA fan, do you think this is what propels them? to maybe hopefully a couple years of success like the Golden State Warriors kind of did um, in 2015? Yeah, I mean, in a vacuum, I'll say yes. Uh, obviously, things around the West are going to change. I think, you know, you mentioned Golden State. I think they're, they're going to be back. Can they have any more bad injury luck? I don't know. Um, I have a hard time envisioning Chris Paul not being in Phoenix next year. Um, with this run and with all the talk about this team chemistry and the growing profiles of Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, Mikel Bridges, this is a place people are going to want to come to for less money than they can get elsewhere. 
that's the trend in the NBA. So I will somewhat reluctantly say yes. I, I see this as the beginning of you know maybe a four or five year run where the Suns can be a real power in the West. Vince, uh, we'll let you go, but I am going to see you tomorrow on your show. I'll be part of the roundtable with you. And if I bring a blender, can you find a 1964 and a half Kennedy half dollar that we can uh, put in there to try to make sure we take care of that curse before game one? I like the way you're thinking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, try something, right? He is Vince Murata. You can listen to him on Bickley and Murata every, uh, every weekday. 10 to 1 on Arizona Sports 98.7 FM. You can also follow him on Twitter at Vince Murata. And if you were lucky enough to have NBA Finals tickets, you'll hear him on the PA call for all of the home games in this NBA Finals. Vince, thanks so much for taking a few minutes with us. Yeah, pleasure, guys. Thank you. Thanks, Vince. See ya. Always a joy to cool. talk yeah. with Vince Murata. And let's, guys, I got a, I got a few things that I want to talk with you guys about before we get out of here because this is our big NBA preview NBA finals preview show uh not that you'd know that from the first nine minutes of us talking about PA announcing <laughs> it's, it's with like an off-season one for a little while but you know what you know. it's fine yeah it did it hey did. you gotta you gotta ask the guy about those things when you when you've got him uh, in the building mm-hmm. and always good but uh you know when you look at this series we talked a little bit about it with Vince but what do you feel is the biggest X factor uh, on either side? Like what, what is going to determine this series and who is going to be NBA champion? So let's start with you, man. I just, I cannot help, but feel this championship is going to come down to four individuals, Mikhail Bridges, Cam Johnson, campaign, and Jay Crowder. I just think that those four provide the Suns the depth that they're going to need to beat this Milwaukee Bucks team because I feel like they're a little shallow. And I think their depth is better than Milwaukee's. And if those guys show up and play, like Mikel specifically kind of had an off-series last series, if he can come back and play like the old Mikel and Cam's good to go with the shot like he has been in the Clippers series, I just don't see any way the Bucks win even a game in this series. But if those dudes don't show up, and they, they've had a, a rough little patch here, ooh, it's going to make it a lot closer. So I just think our reserves need to be better than their reserves in short. Well, I'm going to go in the other direction. I'm just going to I'm going to say the obvious, and I'm going to keep it simple, stupid. It's DeAndre Ayton, Devin Booker, and Chris Paul. Those guys have to be stars. Ayton has to hold – he's going to have a couple of different issues um, in this series, of course – He's had issues in prior series as well. He had to deal with the M- the current MVP in round two. He had to deal with uh, Anthony Davis for part of round one. He had to, he basically played Andre Drummond off the floor despite Drummond getting all those stats in the in the first round. He wasn't playing by the end of the you know first few games. He wasn't playing by the end of the round. And then obviously in the in the Western Conference Finals, he had to go against small ball and or even Zubats. And those were actually really tough assignments. And I thought he handled every single one of them well. And now he's going to have big, huge Brooke Lopez, who, depending on whether Giannis plays or not, is suddenly the old offensive-oriented Brooke Lopez who scored 20 points a game for the Nets for seven years in a row or something like that. People forget that. They think he's just if it's a Zubats now. And he's not. He's got some really good game. And he's bigger than DeAndre. So that's going to be a real challenge. And then on the other end, 
he's going to get stuck on Giannis sometimes um, uh, in a positive way, stuck on Giannis sometimes. They're, the Suns are going to want his length against Giannis if Giannis plays well. So DeAndre Ayton, huge for him, huge for him. And Devin Booker and Chris Paul have to basically bookend the series. They're going to have to. They did it in the Western Conference Finals with 40-point 40 40 games apiece. They're going to have to do it again. There's That's the only way the Suns now. Saul, I think what you're doing is you're assuming those guys are going to show, and they're going to show well, and the difference will be the bench because Milwaukee's big big guns will show well. I really think the Suns' defense can hold down Milwaukee's big guns uh, in, in, in most of the games. There's going to have one or two games where they're going to play really well. Chris Middleton is obviously an X factor because he can so he can get hot. But I really think it's definitely the, the Suns' three stars and their ability to hold down the other team's stars enough to be the difference. Well, to be, to be clear, like I, I I agree with that, but what I'm saying is, is if if all, all all things considered, if the starting five, the starting five, our starting five is better than their starting five. I'll just say it like mm-hmm. that. Okay. Um, but it's you know, it's a marginal difference. Maybe it's one or two points, maybe it's five, you know, whatever. But it's not so much of a difference as I believe our bench is versus their bench. And I if our bench shows up, I think these games won't won't be as close as maybe the Clippers series. I'll say it like that. Hey, can I also make a big prediction? I'm going to make a big prediction that Dario looks athletic in this series because whenever I watch the Bucks play, I feel like they're a bunch of Dario's. I, I, I think so. <laughs> Dario's going to look really good in this series. He's going to look like he fits in. Well, finally, yeah. <laughs> that'll be nice. That will be nice for for Dario to fit in. For me, it comes down to it comes down to two things. How do the Bucks defend the pick and roll? If they drop back in coverage, uh, it's obviously going to come down to the Suns hitting those mid-range shots, which we, which we know they can do as well as anybody. Uh, Chris Paul had the highest percentage for mid-range this year. Devin Booker was fifth uh, from that. I think it was 54% and 50% this year from, from mid-range. So if they drop back, it's going to come down to that. If they if they don't and they, they stay tight on those things and they switch everything, it's going to come down to – what favorable matchups can you get for the guards and, and how does Aiton roll to the basket? How does how strong does he go to the rim? Can they get him uh, the ball in those pick and roll situations? I think that is a huge one offensively. And then if Giannis plays in this series, DeAndre has has guarded him in, in both of their matchups this year. How well can he defend Giannis? And if Giannis is slowed down at all from that knee, has he lost that that quick step that was what he was able to beat DeAndre on in a lot of cases in those two matchups earlier this year? I mean, both of those matchups were one point. I mean, it was an overtime win for the Suns, and uh, which was that uh, that crazy foul at the at the very end mm-hmm. where Devin Booker got the free throws, and the other one was when Giannis. Missed yeah. the shot because DeAndre Ayton guarded yeah. him so well, one armed. I mean, well, that was one, it, he got that uh, weird uh, shoulder thing. Yeah, but I mean, in in both of those games, in the fourth quarter specifically, and down the stretch, Da matched up on Giannis and was able to hold his own. And so mm-hmm. I, I just I am very confident in in Da's ability to guard Giannis, especially considering you know Giannis's three point shot. You know, he's definitely got one of those shots where I'm like, dude, let him shoot. <laughs> Like I'd rather him right. shoot than try to attack the glass. So, um, well, yeah. And how much? How much do you think? I mean, Giannis's free throw struggles have been documented. So if he is mm-hmm. back in this series, get deciding to foul him strategically, I think will come in play 
in this series. You may even see Frank Kaminsky's six fouls get used at some point if we get to that point. Uh, but there, that's the toughest thing. We don't know if Giannis will play, and if he does, what you're actually getting out of him. I mean, it's a dramatically different series if he's playing. Yeah. The Suns have had to prepare for both teams because in the last two games of the of the Hawks, uh, Bucks Western Conference Finals, they did not have Giannis, and the Bucks played completely different offense than when they do with Giannis on the court. And so the Suns have to prepare for both, and uh, it's going to be whether they can handle both. Obviously, is is the question because now the now the Bucks have newfound uh, confidence, and they had really devolved. I was it was frustrating to watch the Bucks play against the Nets and against a really depleted Nets, and then a really depleted Hawks. The Suns get a lot of crap for getting all the way to the finals. The Bucs got an even easier road to the finals than the Suns did. And it took them, it was harder for them to get out um, and make it to the finals. And and that was, most of that was with Giannis in there. So uh, it's it's going to be very interesting. Aspo, your your comment on the pick and roll defense, the Bucs are going to play. They are number one in on defense in the playoffs, even with having played the Nets seven of their, uh, I don't know, 16, 17 games. Um, and, and being able to, you know, still be number one on defense is very, very important um, for the Suns to be able to break that down. And the thing is, though, the Suns really struggled when Chris Paul could not hit shots. And there's no reason to think he won't be back to old Chris Paul. Uh, and Devin Booker obviously um, needs to be able to hit his shots. So that's, I really think it's going to be a fascinating series. I think it's, I think it's more likely that the Suns close it out in five or six than any other scenario, but we're homers, right? I mean, the, the betters, the betting uh, is going toward the bucks these days. And a lot of the national uh, folks are, are siding with the bucks. And I really think that's going back to the same reason they sided with the Lakers, same reason they sided with the Nuggets, same reason they sided with the Clippers is because those guys were in the finals last or no, excuse me, in the playoffs last year. And the Suns weren't. And so people don't believe in the Suns yet until they see it. Heck, Drew Holiday, you want to uh, let me tell you how little people know about the Suns. You know what Drew Holiday said in his presser today? He said, you know, I son, I know the Suns play super fast. And we gotta <laughs> deal true. with their transition. I'm like, what are you talking about? He watched the two games campaign was playing point starting yeah. at point guard. Yeah. <laughs> I mean he he wasn't like rushed or anything. He like came out came out of that uh, all on his own. What are you looking for against the Suns? Well, we know they play really really fast. We got to de- be able to defend in transition. Well, they like, play God, faster really? than maybe they did earlier in the year, but they are they are they don't play they're fast. Not really fast. That's no. historical Phoenix Suns basketball, but that's not today's Phoenix Suns basketball. So I'm fine with it, that. If Drew no Holiday doesn't know the defensive assignment well enough, that's good because he's one of their better defensive players. So I'm, I'm fine with him being confused about what's going on. I, I think it's interesting that the betting money that you bring up, Dave, I, I think that the fact that it's have it's leaning bucks away is because it's favorable odds right now, right? Sons are favored and they're probably looking at it. Well, that's hedged because of the Giannis factor. We're going to get in there because the odds are, are good right now to take the bucks. And I think, Vegas knows Vegas always knows what they're doing. They get people to bet where they want them to bet. And I think that's part of what's going on when it comes to the money. Speaking of, of, of money, we're going to do DraftKings. What was that? Yeah, we're going to do, we're going to do my, one of my favorite, uh, 
new segments on the show. We've done it once, and Dave didn't have any clue what was going on. We'll nope. do it again. Major props. <laughs> We're going to do major props. Oh, brought to yeah, you by yeah. DraftKings. And uh, Dave, I've simplified the premise this time. I went <laughs> and I looked up the odds <laughs> for NBA Finals MVP at DraftKings, and I will ask you guys who you want. But first, a message from our friends at DraftKings. Breaking news, DraftKings free-to-play pools are keeping it cool all summer long. Choose from a wide variety of free contests to enter the pool and answer a handful of questions. Make picks for free and grab your share of $10,000 in weekly prizes. Dive into a a DraftKings pooled party today. Entering one of DraftKings free-to-play pools is simple. Just download the DraftKings app and head to their pool page. Select from one of DraftKings' many contests ranging from every that evening sporting events to Wacky Weather Wednesday. Saul loves when I read Wacky Weather Wednesday. He just waits for that. <laughs> I feel like this promo is going on forever. <laughs> then make your picks and uh, <laughs> watch the accident unfold. And whoever gets the picks right they win that's how it works uh oh, now that's how gambling that, works that's okay I've, <laughs> I've cracked the gambling code there if you pick is, winners you win money Vegas right now let's go i'm like <laughs> i'm like uh the, the the guy i'm blanking on his name zach galifianakis <laughs> from uh from the hangover right I, and i look like him right now too so <laughs> that works uh, now that you know how to play which really i yep. shouldn't have to explain it you've heard me explain it a million times download the DraftKings app sign up use the code dry heat uh, and then uh, you get a free shot at ten thousand dollars that's code dry heat uh, and uh, I have I'm just butchering this thing. That's what I'm talking about. It's all threw me good. off, and now that's code dry heat to feel the sweat because what you want to feel in Arizona in July <laughs> is the sweat. All everywhere. right, just go outside. You can feel the sweat without a code, but that's code dry Spe- heat. Speaking of sweat, Espo reading that that promo. Only at DraftKings. <laughs> Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. So next time, shut up when I'm trying to read the ad, all right? Just shut up. No, I'm just kidding. So DraftKings, uh, we're going to look at the odds for MVP of the NBA Finals. I want to know, do you guys think anybody is miscategorized here? And if you had to, you know, if you had to pick a long shot, who would you and who's your favorite overall? So a few things here. Devin Booker is... Plus 250, Chris Paul is plus 180, Chris Middleton plus 550, Giannis Antetokounmpo is uh, plus 380, and then uh, you've got Drew Holiday at plus 900, DeAndre Ayton at plus 2500, Mikael Bridges, not Miles Bridges, if Miles Bridges is on this list, uh, I think they've done something wrong. Mikael Bridges (laughs) plus 10,000, same with Brooke Lopez. Uh, Cam Johnson plus fifteen thousand as his campaign. Uh, Pat Connaughton uh, twenty five thousand plus twenty five thousand as is Bobby Portis and PJ Tucker. Uh, who, who Dave would you take as your long shot, and then who do you think should be the favorite to to get MVP if you're going to put some money down on this? I totally missed. Did you say what was DeAndre Aiden's line? DeAndre Aiden plus twenty five hundred. Okay, that's what I saw earlier today too. Um, I think he's being underrated. Uh, remember when Andre Iguodala won Finals MVP uh, for defending LeBron James well enough 
for the Golden State Warriors to beat the Cavaliers. And LeBron still averaged over 30 points a game, but somehow Iguodala, who barely scored in the series, got finals MVP. And then there was another year uh, where somebody got finals MVP. Kawhi, his first year getting finals MVP wasn't for his offense. It was for him defending Mm -hmm. LeBron James in the finals. So having said that, if Giannis is healthy, I really think DeAndre Ayton can be a dark horse MVP for his overall defense in the series if the Suns win. I mean, anytime you get 25,000 to one odds, you got to take them, right? So I yeah. think that who's the 25,000 for the Suns? 25,000 for the Suns is uh, actually the Suns don't have a 25,000. They have uh, two 15,000s in Cam Johnson and Campaign that you could go with. PJ Tucker, Bobby Portis, Pat Connaughton are 25,000 to one. Ooh, yeah. I would definitely take um, Campaign, 15,000 to one. Yeah, I mean, I think that's uh, if that's you're going long right shot, I think that makes makes a lot of sense just because of the impact he had on last series. A guy I'm surprised, and Suns fans aren't going to like me saying this, but Drew Holiday at plus 900, he showed last series that if Giannis is out, he can be an important part of their offense and, and is even with Giannis. But defensively in this series where he's going to play on both Devin Booker and Chris Paul, it would not surprise me if he has a major impact defensively too. That plus nine hundred stood out to me on this list. But you know what? But which I, Drew Holiday you're going to get? You know what I mean? Well, that's true. Like you, you get the you get the Hawks Drew Holiday. Yeah, he looked like a superstar. You get the Nets Drew Holiday. He did not look like a superstar. So which one's going to show up in the NBA Finals? I think that'll. And that's why they call it gambling. There you because, go. <laughs> look, I think Chris Paul's probably the. Uh, the, the smart money, just simply because of the fact that all the storylines lead back to Chris Paul. It's it's this Cinderella story if he wins it. So if he has a good series, even mm-hmm. if he's not necessarily quote unquote the best player, he'll be the feel good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I still think he's going to get Finals MVP. But see, I see. I can see why you would bet on Drew though. Uh, so in case you're disappointed by a Suns loss, at least you make some money at it. There exactly. You, go. you know, I you got to you got to hedge your bet sometimes in life and that would be one that I would do. A uh, game one coming up uh we're recording this Monday night coming up on Tuesday when you probably will listen to this. Uh, what are your thoughts, Dave? We'll start with you on on game 1. What do the Suns have to do to come out strong and, and show that they you know that they can protect home court like they have in the yeah. first two series. First three actually. They they they've won the first two games in all three series. Uh, first game in all three series and i think that's uh, that's shown what kind of resilience this team has and why they're as uh, as vince said earlier this team is cut differently than prior suns teams this team is just different and one of the things that's different about them is they don't beat themselves you've got to beat them and when they're at home with the fans behind them and they're focused uh, i think they I think they mailed in game five. We talked about this last week, um, you know, at home, they could have closed out in game five. And I think they mailed it in thinking somebody was just going to hand them the, the flowers. They're not going to do that in game one. And when they're focused and when the Suns really know they've got to win a game, they win it. So what I'm looking for is not a, not a big win, but I'm looking for a solid win by five or 10 points by the Suns, where that is their first ever final series lead. Yeah, I mean, that's a great one to go with. I am looking at how who's going to guard who, basically. So 
Is Drew Holiday going to match up on Devin Booker, who gave him problems in the fourth quarter of their last matchup in Milwaukee? Or is Drew Holiday going to go guard Chris Paul and P.J. Tucker or Chris Middleton line up on Booker? Um, and then who is P.J. Tucker guarding if it's not him? It just, I mean, it just goes down the list, you know? And, and I think for everyone they have, we have a matchup for not necessarily the same thing on the other side. Uh, you know, you have Chris Middleton at the guard position. We have Chris Paul and Devin Booker. Uh, and, and they have Drew Holiday. I guess that that evens it out. But I don't know. I I just want to see the matchups and how how they they fit in this in this finals because I think it's going to be one of the more intriguing matchup, you know, game to game series uh, that we've seen in a, in a while. Yeah, I think uh, I think you're right on that front, and we'll wrap it up here uh, in a second. But you know, I, I'm thinking about that, looking at it, and something that that Vince said kind of got in my head is that did those ticket prices and how much it costs to get into the building, make it prohibitive for those extremely loud fans to be there. What is the dynamic? So. Like, I really I don't, don't either, but so. it, it got everyone me who's gone to the prior games just sucked it up. And, and still I, I saw on Twitter getting tickets for these finals. So I really don't think so. I think, I think fans see this just like they see, um, uh, the biggest, the biggest games in sports. And while you're pissed that you spent all that money for the game, when you're there, you're going to get the very most out of it. So I actually think they might even be a little bit louder. They're certainly not going to show up and, 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 you know, and, and huff and puff because you know, they're, you're at the finals. And the reason you're buying these tickets is to go to the game. Um, I do think there is a chance that there's a coast, Milwaukee fans don't travel. So I don't think there's going to be a big Milwaukee contingent, but there will be some fans who are trying to flip these tickets and want to make a little bit of money because they spent so much. So there's a, there's a chance you'll get some out of town fans if it was an LA team, but this Milwaukee, man, I don't see how many of those are going to travel. We'll find yeah, but out, you get the, you get the corporate factor and there'll be ABC people that they've given tickets to those kind of things that happen at these bigger yeah. events. I, I hope it's as raucous because that, that has been something that has helped the Suns throughout this playoffs. But I, I, I really think it comes down to like Saul said, defensive matchups and then just how the bucks decide to, to play that pick and roll initially. I know what I, know I love about, about the playoffs right. guys though, is, is uh, you're, you're, you're going to watch for matchups in game one. Absolutely. But what's so incredible is it's fun. These last three playoff rounds, it's like been so long since I saw the playoffs. I forgot this is true. Every game is different and they uh, will go, you know, it'll be different matchups almost every game, especially if they don't work um, the, yeah. the first game. And, and uh, so I will be interested to see who they think they can match up against best and who the Suns think they can match up against best. I'm guessing their Suns are going to try to get Mikel on Chris Middleton. For most of the game, unless he proves, unless Middleton proves to be a little bit too physical, because Mikel's problem is a little bit physicality. And when it gets physical, then you get Cam Johnson in there because Cam actually has a little bit more sand in the bucket than Mikel does <laughs> on a, when a guy is actually using some strength against him. So that'll be really interesting to see how they match up with Chris Middleton while also, and, and I would leave Chris Paul on Drew and see how that goes. And then um, DeAndre on the, on the big guys. So Bobby Portis. Could you guys have imagined a year ago that Bobby Portis might be the X factor for the Bucks nope. in this it, series? It's very weird. But you know what the, is also weird? Jay Crowder and, and Tory Craig could be the yeah. X factors for the Suns. Mm -hmm. Oh, Tory Craig, too, on Chris yeah. Middleton. That could be good. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, you look at it, Jay Crowder actually played these guys in the playoffs last year. Knows uh, knows them from uh, from playing them uh, in uh, Miami, and then obviously Tory Craig spent a lot of time there this year. But let's let's get to it. Final things we have to lock in our predictions with the series starting uh, tomorrow, uh, Tuesday. Uh, Dave, what's your prediction for the series? What do you got? I'm a, I'm disappointed because I think it's going to be Suns in six and it'll be four straight rounds they clinch on the road. That's my only disappointment. I don't see how they're going to. No, they won't. Time. They won't. They won't clinch at home if it's it's if it's six games. They'll or they'll clinch at home if it's six games. No, well, I looked at the schedule. It's, it's two two one 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 again. Yeah, so it's back not to going the, back to the two three two. Yeah, they're yeah. not doing two three two. Oh. Yeah. Man, I missed I thought that. So too. Okay. I saw I yeah. thought so too until I saw the schedule. It's yeah. two two one one one. So it'll be just like the prior rounds. And I'm disappointed because I don't think the guys can close in five. Although this time, if they are up three one, I do think they'll close in five. Um, I just don't see Milwaukee not getting a two two split on the first four games. So that's how I see it going. Two two split in the first four, Suns in six. I man, I I've looked at this a million different ways, and if Giannis doesn't come back at full strength, like full Giannis, Giannis, I just maybe I'm being overconfident, but I just don't see how this series goes past five. I just don't. I think Milwaukee maybe wins one on the road, but like you said, Dave, I think if they go up three one, it's over. And I, I I'm not gonna say Suns and four, but it's pretty damn close for me. So I I think four or five, and I'll lean to five just. For a little bit of uh, error. My heart says Suns and five. My head says Suns and six is likely where we're headed. I mean, you almost said Bucks. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I just, I'm uncomfortable with this feeling that it's it, the Suns are going to take this. And, and it's, it, there's no doubt. And that's what scares me because I've never had this feeling in my entire life that it's mm-hmm. no doubt. I just feel like this is the year that this team is the most complete team we've seen and that it's going to happen. And that's, uh, I just, I don't feel confident enough to pull it, uh, pull the trigger on Suns and five. I'm going to say Suns and six, but I do feel confident enough in saying this will be the first time in history that the Suns have been in an NBA finals and there isn't a triple overtime game. I feel confident in saying that. <laughs> oh wow! So that is a yeah, bold. That's prediction. true. So That'd that be is wild, wouldn't it? That would be crazy if uh, for the third time ever. And those are the only two th- triple overtime games in finals history, and they both involve the Suns. We'll see if uh, if history repeats itself for a third time. Uh, Look, that's the end of our final preview episode. A big thanks to Vince Murata, the PA announcer for the Phoenix Suns, and the host of Bickley Murata on Arizona Sports 98.7 FM for joining us. I always love his perspective and uh, can't believe that's the first time he's ever been on the show. I've known him 15 years, and yeah. I finally went, oh, we should ask Vince to come on this thing. <laughs> so so nice of him Probably to stop by. Left out. Yeah, you can follow him at Vince Murata. You can follow Dave at Dave King NBA. The NBA is there because now he gets to look like real media because there's actually real media attending Suns games uh, for the first time. <laughs> and then you can follow Saul Bookman at Saul underscore Bookman. The underscore is there to fit the giant question mark of if Giannis Antetokounmpo is actually going to play in this series. And then you can follow the show at Sun Solar Panel. You can follow me at Espo. So for the guys, we will talk to you 
after game one, a post-game edition of the Sun Solar Panel with the Jam Session guys. Until then, ahoy hoy.